Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America. Welcome to a holiday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today, two days after President Trump, former President Trump, was acquitted by the Senate for a second time, we're going to take a quick look at what his options are, what's next for President Trump, twice impeached, twice acquitted, where does he go next with the MAGA movement? He made clear he's staying in the game with the comments he made after uh, the Senate verdict, a 57-43 verdict. Uh, which resulted in acquittal. Now, uh, we also have a big exclusive story today that I want to talk to you about. Yes, a new document freed up through the Freedom of Information Act through my good friends at the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Uh, they do some amazing work as a public interest law firm. They've been a major factor in my own journalism, helping me time and time again to file lawsuits and navigate the extraordinary uh, efforts by bureaucrats to keep from the American public uh, secrets that uh, we should all know about. And uh, my friends at the Southeastern Legal Foundation, well, they've scored a big one. You know what they got? They got a document from James Comey emailing James Clapper at the end of the Obama administration. And it makes clear that when Comey signed the second FISA warrant, he already knew that the Steele dossier was not substantially corroborated, yet he portrayed it as verified in that FISA application. Very important development. Uh, so we're going to come back and talk about all those today. We're not going to do a guest today. We're going to go through a couple of uh, big picture stories. One, where does President Trump go next? And two, what's uh, the latest Russia declassification document and why it should matter to you, to me, to every other American. But first, let's go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, We'll talk a little bit about twice acquitted after twice impeached. Where does President Trump go next? I'll be right back after these great messages. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And before uh, we get to the issue of President Trump, what does he do next? Where does MAGA go next? Where does the uh, uh, movement, the Republican Party go next? Uh, just a quick uh, mention. I, I've been watching the headlines for the last few weeks, the talk of inflation, uh, the talk of a market bubble, the concerns that we're headed with the new regulatory agenda with higher gas prices, higher food prices, fewer jobs if the $15 minimum wage takes effect that the Democrats want. And it's made me start to think about, what should I diversify? Should I protect my retirement? I'm getting closer to retirement. I want to be safe. So my good friends at Birch Gold Group, um, they, they're one of the few people in America that sell physical precious metals. They are unbelievable. They got a five-star rating. Uh, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're as good as it gets. And I didn't realize this until I started looking around. But you know what? You can take part of your IRA or your 401k, take it out of the stock market if you're worried about the volatility or the potential for a cliff. A lot of people are talking about that. And put it into precious metals. Have it secured by gold or silver. I mean, that, that always has value. You're not going to lose it. Um, and so I've, I've been looking into this. And uh, I realized that the Birch Gold folks, well, they've got a free info kit uh, on physical precious metals. If you want to diversify into gold and protect your 401k uh, or your IRA, uh, this 20-page kit that I downloaded uh, can really get you started. They've got great products. They have an incredible rating. Uh, and you can qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals on your purchase. Uh, so zero cost to go get this. I did it. It makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, all you have to do is go to birchgold.com slash just news. Let me give you that again. Birchgold.com slash just news. They've created a special site for just the news fans to go and just download this document and just learn about the possibilities of how precious metals, physical metals can uh, diversify your portfolio, protect you from a big market cliff. I've been thinking a lot about that. I'm starting to study up and get ready to make some moves. You should too. Uh, these guys are top of the line, class A. They're the best that you get, five-star. Uh, just check them out. There's no obligation. Just go to birchgold.com right now, birchgold.com slash justnews. You can get the 20-page kit, learn about it, make up your own mind, just like you do when you go to a good dig-in story at Just the News. All right, uh, speaking of what's in the future, uh, now that former President Donald Trump has been twice impeached and twice acquitted, the question uh, now arises, where does he go next? You know, he uh, said he had much to share after the acquittal on Saturday uh, and that uh, the MAGA movement has only just begun. And that you know, gives us some idea that he's going to be staying in the game. doesn't mean he has to run for president in 2024, though if you take a look at polls, he would be the most popular Republican candidate right out of the box. Uh, if you look at... Uh, I think a poll was last week, 82% of Republicans still stand by him, still think he's the leader of the party. Uh, those are some pretty big numbers that show he has some sway. And now you look, there were people like Mitch McConnell that had it both ways this weekend. They voted to acquit and then publicly slammed him. Uh, there are seven senators who voted to find him guilty on the Republican side. Um, Richard Burr of North Carolina, a, a new one who joined uh, Cassidy, Senator Cassidy of Louisiana joined uh, late, uh, and then the five that have been around for quite some time, uh, uh, Romney and, and um, Susan Collins from Maine, 
they're, you know, the obvious ones that we've been talking about for some time. But that's only seven out of 40, out of 50 Republicans in the Senate, only 10 out of 180 plus Republicans in the House. Um, the president uh, clearly has strong support still within his party. And so what are the options? And here's what I take a look at. He could obviously run again in 2024, but he doesn't have to do that if he doesn't want to. He could spend the next two or three years building a movement that defines what Trumpism and Trump, the Trump drop, Trump doctrine is and uh, work to get Republican candidates into the primaries, into the general elections uh, that represent his uh, vision for America, his policies. Uh, He could create a super PAC uh, to fund that. I mean, fundraising for uh, Donald Trump should be very easy. He could create a communications infrastructure, the uh, anti-Twitter, the anti-Facebook, the anti-YouTube and say, listen, I, I was had my free speech constantly thwarted on these social platforms owned by multi-billionaire oligarchs. And guess what? It's time to create an alternative and equal, just as good, just as big, just as large, social media ecosystem. He could spend some time doing that, propping up places like Parler or Cloud Hub, which is one of my favorite. I'm an ambassador for Cloud Hub. I think it's really good. Um, and, of course, we adjust the news, and I personally use um, the video service Rumble. It is fantastic. It is growing by leaps and bounds. Um, you know, Parler's going to come back. Rumble's already rumbling along with a big audience, uh, millions of video views a day. Um, my, uh, our friends there are just on the cusp of creating a true uh, competitive alternative to YouTube, but without the censorship, without the liberal bias. Uh, so the president could spend some time propping up and growing those platforms and bringing his 70, 80 million followers there. Uh, and uh, he has another option, which is if the Republican Party becomes too torn, if uh, the establishment wing and the Trump wing can't find common ground. And by the way, that is the best thing to do. They should find common ground and go forward and, and try to win back seats and, and win back the White House. That's what uh, our far, founding far, forefathers thought about all uh, election disputes, political disputes, you solve it at the ballot box. Uh, but if President Trump uh, felt like uh, his party was being unfairly, or his part of the party, which is, by the way, the majority of the party right now, um, was being ostracized, thwarted, his agenda wasn't being pushed strong enough, he always has the option of creating a third party. Uh, that comes with it some serious dangers. You could make a conservative split between a Republican and a new party. Let's call it the Patriot Party for a theory. Uh, you could be a minority plurality party, those two, and give the Democrats many years of um, uh, dominance in the elections. Unless, of course, the Democrats do the same thing and the AOC wing gets tired of the Joe Biden wing and breaks apart as well. Uh, so you could have a four-party system by 2024, a three-party system if Trump uh, were to create the Patriot Party, or I think the most likely and most healthy decision for the country is for the Trump wing of the Republican Party and the traditional wing of the Republican Party to set their bygones aside to find common ground, to get great candidates like the ones who ran in 2020 that picked up so many House seats and do it the old-fashioned way, the way that Newt Gingrich did it in uh, 1994 with the Republican Revolution, the contract with America, win it with good candidates, win it with good ideas, win it with um, 
taking the best of Donald Trump's policies and merging them with traditional uh, conservative values and putting a united front forward, putting all of these uh, impeachments and scandals, most of them faux scandals, behind. Uh, I'd be looking for that as the option. I would be looking for what the president's next moves are. I think the optionalities, uh, uh, the options are you uh, build the social infrastructure so that you're no longer silenced by cancel culture and by um, deplatforming and demonetization. And then secondly, go forth and um, build out candidates with a political action committee, political party if you're unhappy. Uh, those are the things uh, people have been asking me. I think that's what Donald Trump will do. But let's keep an eye on it, and we'll um, we'll know more in just a few weeks as the president, former president, president, forty fifth president of America, starts to get, fill us in on what he's been thinking. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, a big exclusive from Just the News right after these messages. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised um, on Just the News this morning, under my byline, there is a new exclusive story. It's made possible through the great legal work of the Southeastern Legal Foundation. I'm so blessed to work with him, Kim Herman. Their general counsel is just an amazing lawyer. Todd Young, their leader, makes resources available so journalists like me and others can go get truth out of their government when the government doesn't want to give it up, when they want to hide documents, when they want to play the rope-a-dope on, on giving transparency to the American public. The Southeastern Legal Foundation goes to bat for us. We're so grateful for their work, so grateful for what they did. And in this case, they filed a FOIA. This is something that we've been talking to them about for some time, uh, for communications between James Comey and the former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, the two Jims, as I call him. And they scored a very big document. It was just released late last week. It was given exclusively to us at justthenews.com. And here is what that document shows. Hold on to your hat. I know you're going to not believe that James Comey might have spoke two ways on the same day about the same issue, but I'm going to tell you again anyways because it's very important. All right, this document, the email exchanges between Clapper and Comey, shows on the very day in January 2017 that Comey, as the FBI director, signed the second FISA surveillance warrant, the first renewal, which extended the spying on the Trump campaign and Carter Page for another three months. This is January 12th, 2017. Remember that date, January 12th, 2017. The very day that Comey signed that FISA telling the court that the information from the Steele dossier in the FISA warrant was uh, verified. That's the important word. It's stamped verified. That's what it means when you sign your name to it. He wrote President Obama's DNI, Jim Clapper, with an entirely different assessment of the dossier uh, by the former MI6 British spy, Christopher Steele. This is what he wrote. We are not 
able to sufficiently corroborate the reporting of Steele. All right. So in one door, you walk in with a FISA warrant and say, this is verified. And in the other door, you tell the ODNI, as the Obama administration is going out the door, hey, we weren't able to sufficiently corroborate the reporting. How do you get away with that? What does the court think when they see this email? Uh, and uh, what I, I'm so mystified by is when you look at this moment in uh, January of 2017, the idea that the FBI went forth with a second FISA warrant standing behind the Steele dossier's evidence, this is what they already knew. You got to just walk through this because remember, I've been breaking a lot of stories for over two, three years now. Just take a look at what this little piece of a window in the beginning of January of uh, 2017, just as Obama's leaving office, here's what the FBI knew. The CIA had already told Comey's FBI that Carter Page wasn't a Russian spy, but rather he was a U.S. asset working for the CIA. <laughs> That's a big one, right? You're getting a FISA warrant on one of your own, and you don't tell the court that, by the way. Remember, the FBI didn't tell the court that. Now, it's also important to note that going all the way back to December 15 and again in August and October of 16, the FBI received multiple warnings from the CIA about Steele and the reliability of his source network, including that it might have been compromised by Russian disinformation. And I want to go to something because on the very day that this email exchange occurs, on the very day when this first FISA warrant is submitted to the court as verified, the FBI got a warning that day. That very day, uh, as Comey signing the FISA and talking to Jim Clapper, the FBI received a clear warning that some of Steele's dossier information about Michael Cohen, remember the alleged trip he took to Prague to meet the Russians, which wasn't true? Well, that day he was told again that the Steele dossier appeared to be part of a Russian disinformation campaign to denigrate U.S. foreign relations. Right. Hear that? Part of a Russian disinformation campaign to denigrate U.S. foreign relationship relations. On the day that Comey signs this, on the day he's telling Clapper we don't have it substantially verified, he's getting that big a warning, and they don't pull the plug. They don't stop. Now, that's not the only thing. When you go back to January of 2017, there were red flashing lights that the FBI should shut down the Russia collusion case. Red flashing lights. Uh, let's go through some of the other things that were there. We, we, I told you already about uh, Carter Page, that the, they already had alerted the FBI that he was a CIA asset. I told you about, and just read you some of the Russian disinformation red flags, some of them which came in that day. Uh, agents had also uh, recommended January 4th, just a week earlier, that the entire probe's inquiry into National Security Advisor Michael Flynn should be shut down for a lack of evidence, a lack of derogatory information, meaning Michael Flynn was in the clear. Uh, what else did they know? The FBI had been warned all the way back in July and August of 2016 that Hillary Clinton's campaign was planting a false Russia collusion story into the community as a way to vilify Trump and to distract from her email scandal. They knew that too, right? Uh, they also were about to interview Steele's primary subsource, which they are who they already knew, already knew, had been under the focus of a counterintelligence investigation for ties to Russian intelligence. Anybody think that that list of red flags doesn't say shut this down? 
You were on a wild goose chase. You're violating civil liberties. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It doesn't. The FBI goes forward. And I just want to read you the sort of, you know, one of the FBI officials who looked at this, and we call it this weasel words, right? I, I think those are kind of loaded. I don't use terms like that myself. But some of the people who know the FBI rules, when they looked um, at Comey's email exchange, they were really troubled by the way he was trying to create the false illusion that the Christopher Steele dossier was still worth pursuing when all the evidence, all the evidence, pointed to the fact that it was flawed Russian disinformation Hillary Clinton bought and paid for. Um, but this is what James Comey does. So to give you the context, when Comey's writing this document, which our friends at the Southeastern Legal Foundation just uncovered through a FOIA lawsuit, um, Clapper had just written him saying, listen, I got to put a statement out about the Steele dossier. It's been leaked. And we're going to make clear that we didn't put it in the intelligence community assessment, which had been released on January 5th, 2017, a few days earlier. We're not going to put it in that document, and we didn't put it in that document because we didn't make any judgment that the information in the document is reliable. To be quite frank with you, Clapper was being more responsible than Comey. I mean, he didn't want to put it in the IC document, but the Comeyites, the McCabeites, the Pete Strzok's, the all these guys at the top of the FBI so obsessed with getting Trump that they couldn't see or couldn't admit, is probably the word, they could see it because it was in writing, all of the flaws that scream that this was a garbage document, as several senators have now called it. So Clapper says, we're, we're going to kind of distance ourselves from the newly leaked Steele dossier. Here's why we didn't put it in the intelligence community assessment. And James Comey comes back saying, hey, maybe you ought to rethink that. That's not fair. Let's try to prop this document up. And here's what he writes. Quote, I just had a chance to review the proposed talking points on this for today. That's what Comey wrote to Clapper. Perhaps it's a nit. Not much of a nit when you find out just how bad the document is. But he writes, perhaps it is a nit, but I worry that it may not be best to say the ISIC, the Intelligence Committee, has not made any judgment that the information in the document is reliable. I say that because we have, super big all caps words have, concluded that the source is reliable and has a track record with us reporting reliable information. We have some visibility into a source, ne source network, which, some of which we have determined to be subsources in a position to report on Russia things. And much of what he reports in the current document is consistent with and corroborative of other reporting included in the body of the main IC report. None of those things he did to just prop up the Steele document in that communication with Clapper are true. Uh, you know, he then goes on and said, that said, we are not able to sufficiently corroborate the reporting to include it in the body of the report. Well, yeah, that's the headline. Jim Comey signed a FISA warrant, but knew the quality, of, and the FISA warrant was based on the Steele dossier, and yet he knew the dossier had not been sufficiently corroborated to be included as an intelligence community product. Red flag, folks. But I want to go back to all these little arguments that Comey was doing as he was trying to convince Clapper, hey, embrace this document a little bit more. Now, I just gave you all the reasons not to embrace it, all the red flags the FBI had. But let's just think about some of the things that, that are in there. The um, He called Steele's reporting reliable, that they considered him reliable. Excuse me, just two months before Comey penned those words. The FBI terminated Steele. Why? Because he violated 
one of the main premises of your confidential human source agreement. Thou shall not leak. He leaked to the news media. He got fired for it as a confidential human source. And they knew that he wasn't reliable, in fact, uh, for that reason. That's why he had to be terminated. Secondly, they had been warned since 2015 that his network, since December of 2015, the CIA repeatedly warned that Steele's reliability needed to be checked, that he had to go through another vetting. They never did it. They just took him in, back in. Despite these real concerns, he was susceptible to Russian disinformation because he was too involved with Russian oligarchy close to Vladimir Putin. So when he says, we've deemed him reliable, the evidence inside the Bureau's own file showed he wasn't. Now, it's another thing when, about his reliability. They interviewed Steele's former, one of his MI6 bosses back in November 16, who said Steele exaggerated his role when he was with the MI6. How can you deem him reliable if he can't even get his title and seniority and role at the MI6? I'm going to read you something that was in a declassified footnote recently from the Inspector General's report. Uh, Justice Inspector General, that goes to this issue. When James Comey's trying to tell Clapper Steele's reliable, the CIA people already know, the DIA and DNI people already know. Why? Because, quote, Steele's former employer told the FBI in November 2016, after the first application was filed, that Steele had served in a moderately senior position and not a high-ranking position, as Steele had suggested. That's a footnote from Michael Horowitz, the Justice Department IG. Okay, Jim Comey's trying to sell Jim Clapper on the idea that Steele is still credible, reliable, when all three of these things are there. He's been fired. He's been identified as a Russian disinformation target, and he couldn't even get couldn't even get the title in seniority of his work at the MI6 agency when he used to work there, right? Steele wasn't reliable, not in the sense that you would go to a court and say, we've verified his information. Now, the second part of that little diatribe that he had with uh, Clapper got to this point, uh, that uh, he said that the FBI had some visibility into Steele's network of sources and that those sources appeared to be in a position to know what was, might be going on in Russia. Excuse me, I want to go back to this. Five, six, seven times before this moment on January 12th, 2017, uh, the FBI had received warnings from CIA and others, including its own uh, intelligence assessment team that Steele's network was suspect, likely compromised for by Russian uh, disinformation. In fact, the very subsource that was at the height of his uh, reporting, the central subsource, was already had been the target of a, a, a FISA uh, uh, effort. They wanted to FISA him back in 09, 10, 11, but he left the country because they believed he had ties to Russian intelligence. Um, and Go back to October 2016, you'll find out the FBI had another source, of person, a person called Person One. The FBI knew that person was tied to Russian intelligence. Um, and I'm going to read this. This is from October 2016. Again, Comey's trying to say, listen, we think this guy's source network is good. All of these check marks are saying it's not good. Comey's not telling even Clapper the truth, never mind the FISA court. And I'm just going to read this because this is a real document. Real FBI document. According to a document circulated among Crossfire Hurricane team members, that's the FBI code name for the investigation, and supervisors. So both team members and supervisors of Crossfire Hurricane in early 2016, October 2016, Person 1 had historical contact with persons and entities suspected of being linked to RIS. 
Um, and the document described reporting from that person, person one, as rumored to be a former KGB SVR officer. In other words, the CIA, the intelligence community, was waving their arms back in October 16, saying, hey, someone that Steele's relying on, they're Russian intelligence, and there could be very much as the January 12th warning that I told you about a little bit ago, this is part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Jim Comey couldn't get the truth to Clapper. He clearly, he and his bureau didn't get the truth to the FISA court. Now, people will say to me, why do you keep focused on this, John? Why do you keep going and getting more and more documents? Why do you keep building the case? And the answer is, to this day, only a single person has been held to account inside the FBI, the former FBI lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith, and all he got was a slap on the wrist, probation. Yeah, he had to plead guilty. His law license is not being revoked. His, uh, he's not going to spend a day in prison, though he falsified a document. James Comey was the head of an institution that repeatedly missold the Steele dossier as verified evidence to warrant invading the civil liberties, the freedom of speech and freedom of association of Carter Page, and to spy on a rival campaign. Remember, Donald Trump was the rival to the Obama-Biden-Clinton team in 2016, and they were spying on him during the election. And they did so using completely bogus information. And it wasn't like they got taken for a ride, that somehow Christopher Steele had these mystical powers that fooled the intelligence community. Just the opposite. They knew what Christopher Steele had fed them was bad disinformation, Russian disinformation. They knew Hillary Clinton was trying to pull off a political dirty trick, and they went with it anyway. If more people don't get punished for that, I don't know how we prevent it from happening in the future. It is a complete co-opting of law enforcement, of the civil liberties that we all enjoy. That's why until every single document I can find on the wrongdoing in the Russia case is exposed, I'm going to keep writing about these things. You might get tired of them, and I apologize in advance, but we have to shame, illuminate, um, uh, explain to the American public just how bad this behavior was. It is illegal behavior, as the IG re reported. When you mislead a court with 17 serious omissions and factual inaccuracies, and you falsify a document, and you portray something as verified that wasn't, when you try to hide the f exculpatory information, you have committed a grievous act under the law if you care about the Constitution, if you care about the First Amendment, if you care about the Fourth Amendment. That's why I'm going to keep reporting on this until the very end. I may be the last guy doing it, but this is such an egregious act of misconduct. It can't be let go until every person is illuminated for what they did. Whether John Durham prosecutes them or not, we're going to get every fact out there. That's what Just the News is about. That's what John Solomon Reports is about. I hope you uh, give me the patience to continue to report on this, even as we do so many other things a day that I hope are important to you. All right, that's enough for me. That's enough for you. You want to get back to your holiday. Happy President's Day. It's a very important day. Yeah, we take down statues of Lincoln, and, and there's all this negative talk about Washington and Jefferson. And But you know what? Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, were they perfect? No. Am I perfect? Far from it. Is Joe Biden perfect or Donald Trump perfect? Uh-uh. But you know what? 
the day that we celebrate these presidents is a day to remember what's good about America. We don't have to always beat ourselves up. Yeah, we can make things better, but we're certainly one of the greatest experiments in all of human history, one of the greatest countries ever formed. We do so well. We, we make differences. We, we lower our climate emissions before others do. We help other countries through crisis. We allow people in here who have legitimate um, uh, uh, efforts to cancel them in other countries or kill them. Uh, we, we, we are open our arms to people every day. We try to strive to get better every day. And those who demean our great former presidents, those who demean the great American experience, do so at the risk of ruining what it is that we've created together. Shame on them. But you know what? I'm selling President's Day with a big smile on my face. You should too. It's an important holiday. Uh, I hope you go back and enjoy it with your family. Grab some Kansas City steaks. Get some wine. Sit down tonight. Let's give a toast to what makes America great. That's what I'm going to do. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. If you're itching for some news, you can always check us out at justthenews.com. And remember, we've got our new subscription club called the VIP Just the News VIP Club. And what can you do? For just $5 a month or $45 a year, you can support our journalism. And in return, what we're going to do for you, we're going to give you an ad-free experience on the website. No ads, no autoplay videos. And we're going to give you, and this is very important, a once-a-month opportunity to sit with me and other great Just the News reporters, and because we've got so many of them, and have an event. And maybe bring in a newsmaker and talk about the news and answer your questions. Be tangible to you. Um, you can bring ideas to us and you can talk about stories we've written. You can ask questions about what's going on. The VIP club for $5 a month. You can uh, join that and become part of this great community uh, that we call just the news. Just a thought as you head out to uh, dinner tonight. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done for the day. Happy president's day. May God bless you. And may God continue to bless this great country of America as he always has. All right. See you tomorrow.